is up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Dense Pixels Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brad, joined by my co-host, Micah. Uh, hello. You're back on your bullshit, I see. I am. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, you know, I was like, all right, I, I have this thing. Uh, Marvel's Adventures is what we're talking about. And, um, you know, Black Panther's coming out. And I'm not some huge, like, Black Panther fan. Right. Like, uh, you know, I like the movies and all that, but, uh, I, you know, I never picked up a Black Panther comic book or anything like that. It just, you know, just didn't. Um, but, you know, because the movie came out, he's uh, he's incredibly popular. Uh, and um, I said, all right, let me try Avengers. Let me give it a go. Right. I haven't played it in months and months and months and months. Uh, so let's see what's happened. So I tried it about a week I, I got on it about a week ago mm-hmm. to kind of get myself into it right and so i said all right let me play with these stupid bow and arrow characters because <laughs> they have bows and arrows for some reason um when you literally have a guy who can command the lightning and and another guy who can like shoot lasers and rockets and energy beams um but you know a stick with a with a rock on the end of it that'll work um so i i first tried uh kate bishop and she's she's pretty good she's her her gameplay is you know she has a bow and arrow but her gameplay is all about like positioning and and uh like if i had to equate her character with uh an archetype of of a, a role-playing archetype she would be like a rogue she would be like a a backstabber right mm-hmm. like someone who can um uh, uh easily maneuver around the battlefield and to as someone with like high evasion right mm-hmm. um and she's okay um it, but we come to hawkeye and uh hawkeye's awesome like hawkeye is like overpowered ironically <laughs> right right he's he's incredibly overpowered um he is uh, he is a, a a classic ranged character right like he has swords and stuff but he he excels at range and um he is yo like he's really fun to play mm-hmm. like he's 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 incredibly fun to play um he's also a a, a bit of an uh he's he's also a bit of a support class mm-hmm. also so he can do very high damage from afar and he can um he can revive fallen teammates he's got a healing arrow that that he shoots into the ground and it's just a radius of health that just instantly fills your health bar uh if you're in any type of danger so yeah hawkeye's incredibly fun to play um so uh you know all of you all of you hawkeye fans all of you bow and arrow fans uh you got one in the win column because um i will gladly take him over like an iron man any day in that game Mm -hmm. um so uh war for wakanda came out today and i'm not uh terribly far into it Mm -hmm. but i do have some impressions now I don't think this is going to be what the Taken King was to Destiny 2. Let's just put that out there right now. Like, I know there's a lot of, like, like they, like, uh, Crystal Dynamics is like, this is it. 
This is the expansion. <laughs> Come on back, right? And no, this is not this is not the Taken King. But so far, uh, I see a lot of improvements. Um, but a lot of them are like quality of life improvements. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it, the menus look different, but they're easier to navigate. You can you can do like mass dismantling. Um, Black Panther as a character is incredibly fun to play. Like that's that's always been something that I will always tout about this game is that the characters just feel good to play. They're fun to play. It's just you know it just gets stale in the same environments and the same enemies and stuff like that. Well, you have new environments. You have a new hub in Wakanda. And Wakanda looks very different from everything else. Ironically, the 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 base game had like areas where you're in snow and areas where you're in jungle, but they they all have a similar feel because everything is dark. Mm-hmm. Everything is happening at nighttime or at at dusk. Everything has like a gloomy feel to it. Wakanda is beautiful. It's lush. It's it's green. It's like going from Gears of War 1 and 2 to Gears of War 3, where they were like, oh, hey, here's a bunch of like sun, right? Um, so it's 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 a it's a beautiful looking place. It it also has a lot of varied terrain, right? Like in in the base game, you could pretty much just run to wherever you need to go. Mm-hmm. In Wakanda, you have to jump, and there's platforming elements. Otherwise, you will die. Right? Like there are bottomless pits in Wakanda, so you have to traverse um, uh, the terrain, and it's it's a lot better. Um, like I said, uh, Black Panther is really fun to play. Um, they got Christopher Judge to do the voice. Mm-hmm. He does a fine job with his like weird like African accent, but he's got like a deep like voice, but it's not like Kratos deep. Like it's trying to, it's trying to. I, I, I can't even I can't even imitate it, but it's it's deep. But it's it it feels like he has a like a like a frog in his throat, mm-hmm. and and it it's a fine performance, but it doesn't fit the face that uh, that they have for the character of of T'Challa. So it, it's taking me a bit a bit to get used to. Um, but the thing that I the the thing that I fear the most is that there won't be a lot of end game content. Mm-hmm. Or, or like, what's going to happen in the end game, right? Like, the base game introduced like o- omega level uh, hives, or what they call them, which is basically like a dungeon run, and with with modifiers, right? And um, and I feel like it's just going to be more of that, and I I I don't know, I I, I don't I don't know, I I feel like I'm going to play this thing this uh expansion mm-hmm. um i feel like i'm gonna get black panther up to whatever power level i need to get him up to and i feel like i'm gonna put it down again so uh we'll see but look if you're a if you're a, a fan but you were kind of lapsed uh you can hop on like you don't have to pay for black panther mm-hmm. right like he's fun and he's fun to play uh it's free story content and um but you know they try to sucker you in with all the other stuff. But uh, it's it's more Avengers. 
It's yeah. more Avengers. I, it just won't. Uh, it's it's not going to bring you in. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think it's going to bring any new fans in. Well, and, that, and that's the thing, right? Like, it's cool that they're doing the story content, these new characters for free. But is that really? It's a. It's not like you said. It's probably not going to grow your player base too much. And b. It's not going to sustain. Like like right. like the player like the player base you have. Like this is this is the Destiny problem on steroids. Because Destiny, of course, is, you know, famous for like they have that core community that plays all the time. And then you have like the people that's, you know, that are like me who would come back for, you know, play it hardcore for a month when a new expansion dropped and then like not, you know, play for two months and then the new expansion will come out. And you come back for like a month and then once you exhaust all the content, then you kind of drop off again, except that there doesn't seem like there's going to be that much content to exhaust. Right. With 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 the Black Panther Panther expansion, once you get past the story and from what I've heard about the Omega level, uh, like the threat level missions or whatever it is or whatever it's called that are like sort of the raidish type of things is -hmm. that the bosses actually do require you to have like a cohesive build of top level gear in order to beat them. Mm -hmm. But the game hasn't given you a reason outside of this to farm for that. And I don't right. know what the rewards are in these missions for doing that. You get exotic level gear. Yeah. So let's say you get gold level gear. You got to have like really good gold level gear. Your gold level gear has to be um, specced perfectly, mm-hmm. right? Like to to your play style, to suit your play style, right? Like, but but you, it's random, right? right. Like, and you can spend resources to reroll, but if you don't get something good, you're going to go back to like farming again. And then God help you. If you've, if you finish one of these Omega level events um, and your exotic is a shitty exotic mm-hmm. well, shit, yeah, that's what you're doing. And, um, and I don't uh, like, it's not like destiny where the exotics correct me if I'm wrong, but like the exotics were, they had like, standard perks but mm. like minor minor details mm-hmm. or minor minor twerks whereas the exotics all have really interesting perks and you and they're, they're, and they're unique to the right exotics, and so. they're unique to the thing yeah but but i don't know if these are i think one of them is specifically unique mm-hmm. but there are others that could be random i i i can't i can't remember well, and the other uh, thing with destiny raids also is that not only did they have like the raid exotic that you could earn from the raid, but they also had a full set of raid armor that had right. special perks and they had a full set of raid weapons that are all like, they don't have unique perks on them, but they have, they, they can roll with better perks than the normal weapon pool counter, but or are different combinations than the right. normal weapon pool could. So, yeah. um, so there was incentive not only to play the raid, but to play the raid, several times because you would get one of these drops upon completing each encounter so you you were guaranteed like four to five drops per raid if you if you cleared it um and with a low percentage chance of getting the exotic so that that was the real reason to farm it over and over again was to see if you can get the raid exotic um and yeah i i'm not familiar enough with avengers systems to speak intelligently to them but it just doesn't seem like they've done enough to flesh out the gear pool in the game to make it worth burning all these hours, all these hours and finding friends to play with that are also the same level as you to right. farm. Like stuff. you can, you can do, um, 
you know, you can you can jump in with Joe John Q. Ram Rando if you want to. But um, I did that once, and the the modifiers for the like some of them are just missions with like extreme modifiers, mm-hmm. right? And some of them you really need to communicate, and you really need to be on the same page, but not but not to the point where you have to have you have to have a team, but to the point where if somebody's not like participating, mm-hmm. then you might as well just you might as well just hop out right and try again. So it's it's we'll see we'll see we'll see how long I uh we'll see how long I keep playing this. Cool. Um, I started playing Hades again because it came out on PlayStation, and I gave Super Giant uh, more money more money because uh, they deserved <laughs> it. Uh, happy to to say that I cleared my fir- for the first time on my tenth run. Um, so I still got it. Apparently I got, I got to tell you, I was, uh, I was a little bummed when they announced that the PS4 and Xbox versions weren't going to have the cross save capability. So I knew I was going to start fresh and I wasn't sure if I wanted to do that. Um, and so far I've actually really enjoyed starting from nothing and kind of getting to reembark on things all over again. Um, I'm, I'm kind of blowing through the story cause I've already experienced it. Like there's not a whole, there's nothing new there, yeah. but just kind of, I don't know, like approaching how I'm building out my talents differently and approaching like, you know, having a, a better, more streamlined path to like all the upgrades that you can do and things of that nature. Um, I think we'll make it a, a more efficient playthrough this time around. And now, like, I'm already, you know, grinding out packed of punishment levels and heats and stuff like that. So, like, that's I, I feel like I'll get into the end game a little bit quicker yeah. this time, which has been fun. Like I said, it's it's been it's been just as addicting. Uh, of course, it looks great on PlayStation compared to the Switch. Um, and, and it's been a good and it's a better controller as well uh, to play it on. But pro tip, uh, remap your your uh, your your boon summary page uh, from the touchpad to a directional button because I kept hitting that fucking thing all the time. And it was really <laughs> annoying because it doesn't stop. It doesn't like pause the game. Like it just pulls it up over whatever you're doing. Yeah. So like if you're in the middle of a fight and you accidentally hit the touchpad, that's uh Oh, that's, that's, that's bad news. <laughs> uh, which happened more often than I care to admit. So I was like, yeah, you know what? I'll remap this to a directional pad button that I'm not using and we'll just call it a day. Um, I also finally sat down. I've been meaning to get back into Shovel Knight and actually finish that game um, for a long time. And I finally sat down and put in some hours and I did it. So I beat the the main game, um, which had a pretty cool story. What I really like about Shovel Knight is it scratches that Mega Man itch. Hmm. But it's not like impossibly hard like Mega Man games. Well, it's, it's still difficult, but it's Mega Man games often require you to not only execute well, but also like memorize like spawn patterns and things like that, mm-hmm. which is can be a bit obnoxious. Whereas Shovel Knight is just like just execute correctly. Like you're gonna die a lot, but as long as you eventually like get good, like you'll clear this part. It's not it's not it doesn't feel unfair that how Mega Man can feel at times. Mm-hmm. Um and it's it also has more of a playset with the different um the different items which essentially act as like the boss you know powers that you can get in Mega Man. So um the other reason I was excited to play through Shovel Knight is that the Shovel Knight treasure trove package is actually a fantastic value because it's actually like five games in one. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so I started playing some of the other spinoff games as well, uh, most notably King of Cards, uh, which is essentially you're playing as King Knight in the entire game. And it's Shovel Knight, but there's also like a Triple Triad-esque card game that's in in the mix as well, um, which is called Joustice. The game is all like the, the card game is all right. Uh, it's a little bit more difficult than I thought it was going to be, um, which can be frustrating because in order to like hundred percent the game, you definitely have to beat all the people that you can come up against. Cause there's like special yeah. items that you get from them. Um, I do like the gameplay of King Knight because he has like this shoulder charge attack that you can charge into guys. And when you bounce off of something like he'll twirl in the air and that kind of gives you the, the aerial attack that mimics the shovel Knight aerial attack that you have, but it's a little bit more difficult to execute. Um, and he's a cool, he's a funnier character as well. Like King Knight's hilarious. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a good game. Again, wonderful soundtrack. Uh, the game is fun. It's a good completionist type of game too. Like if you're a hundred percenter, like it's a very fair hundred percent game. So if you not checked out Shovel Knight, it's been out for quite a while. I would definitely recommend it. It's, it's, it, like I said, it, it'll scratch that old school, uh, itch for you. Um, and I don't know why I slept on it for so long because I've owned the game for like four years on Switch. And I just never, never put the time into it. It's also not excessively long, which I appreciate. Um, so they're they're pretty good. Uh, it's actually also like pretty banger week this week in terms of games coming out. So Greek Memories of Azure uh, is coming to PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. I've heard good things about this. It looks very Trine-like. So if you like those Trine games, then you might want to give this a look. Uh, Humankind, the Sega uh, Civilization knockoff that they're putting out, is out on PC and Stadia. Uh, as Micah mentioned, the War for Wakanda expansion comes out to Marvel's Avengers. Uh, Pile Up Box by Box comes to PC, Xbox, and Switch. Space Invaders Invincible Collection comes to Switch. Hell Architect is on PC. Mortal Shell uh, is getting the Virtuous Cycle DLC on PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. Uh, out of Line comes to Switch. Skydome comes to PC. Mayhem Brawler comes to PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Uh, Monster Train First Class. I did not know that was releasing. If if this is Monster Train, um, just in a Switch format, I did not know that was coming out, but that's coming to Nintendo Switch. Uh, Recompile comes to PC, PlayStation, Xbox. Rims Racing on PC, Xbox, PlayStation, and Switch. Uh, 12 Minutes, a highly anticipated game, comes to PC and Xbox. It'll be on Game Pass your Game Pass subscriber. Uh, Arietta of Spirits comes to PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. The Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut is coming to P uh, to PlayStation, which also means that the new uh, Iki Island expansion is coming out, so look forward for impressions on that from Micah and myself next week. Uh, Heart Chain Kitty is coming to Switch, and just to show that we are truly out of touch with the true mainstream of gaming, I had no idea that <laughs> Madden 22 is coming to PC, PlayStation, and Xbox on Friday this week. Yeah, I I, I totally forgot. But who's on the cover? Uh, I think it's both Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady are both on the cover. Wow. All right. Uh, okay. Um, anyway, 12 minutes I'm really looking forward 12 to 12 minutes playing. should be pretty cool. It's, like I said, <laughs> that's one of the first games that I'm actually quite upset that I don't own an Xbox for. And I feel like that I, that I might have bailed on the Game Pass subscription too early because I feel like this would have worked out okay. Uh on my phone on your yeah, yeah on your phone yeah so i'm very much looking forward to 12 minutes i um normally 
when you when you scroll through Game Pass, if there's like something coming soon, mm-hmm. they're like, hey, you can you can download it to your machine right now. And I was looking for it, mm-hmm. and I was like, yo, where's Twelve Minutes? And um, and I searched yeah, for it. They were like, yeah, they were like, not it's twenty four ninety nine. I said, nah, man, nah. <laughs> I was told, I was told that I don't have to pay to to get this game, and I I really want to play it. So. Um, yeah, I'm very much looking forward to 12 minutes. Yeah, should be pretty cool. Uh, um, no, what else is pretty cool? Our Discord. Uh, you can go to densepixels.com slash fans to uh, get invited to our Discord, where we talk ab- about video games and wrestling and uh, video game news. And also, what I'm also getting dangerously close to starting an F1 channel in the Discord just because <laughs> I need I need people to talk to about it and i know we have some f1 fans uh hey discord nay do it there's a there's a fitness channel in the in the nerdpocalypse discord yeah Uh, so if 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 uh if there's one there you can certainly make make an f1 channel i'll probably start getting into the first season of that i have to get into the first season of that show this weekend while uh while i'm away oh you're on vacation um, this week I'm on vacation Fantastic. this weekend. We're going to Ocean City on Friday. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, you know what you should be looking forward to? Uh, YouTube.com/slash Dense Pixels. You should go there and you should subscribe and you should you should click the bell icon. And I, I think when you click the bell icon, they give you three different options, and you should pick the one that says all. So you get all of our videos and not just like tailored videos to your taste. Um, and, and that would help us out. Uh, you can subscribe to all the TMP studios podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, the Nerdpocalypse, Black on Black Cinema, Coming Distractions, and the weekly preview episode of the Look Forward Political Podcast. Uh, you can go to densepixels.com slash premium for $5 a month or $50 a year. You get access to the premium solid content, including... The back catalog of the airing of grievances, no time to bleed. The men with the golden tongues, which September, September will be part two of our Metal Gear Solid uh, review series, uh, upstage conversation, and the full episode of the Look Forward Political Podcast. Now, look, um, if you need any more reason to go to densepixels.com/premium and subscribe. Uh, you, it, it is this episode of look forward. Uh, there's one thing that I've, I, that I truly love in this world and that's mad Brad, <laughs> <laughs> mad, uh, but Brad is such a, is such a really like nice guy that Matt, when mad Brad comes out, it's like, whoa, right. <laughs> it's like, it's like Brad is Ted Lasso and, and mad Brad is led Tasso. <laughs> and and it, you know for for you tell lasso fans you know what I'm talking about, and when Mad Brad comes out, it is glorious because uh, you don't see Brad really go off on on people or anyone, and and you're saying to yourself, well, what could possibly make Brad <laughs> mad? Well, you're just gonna have to tune in uh, to find out. So go to dunspreases.com/slash/premium. It's a pretty good time. Jay Jay wound me up. It's his fault. <laughs> yeah he was like wow i couldn't believe you got bad <laughs> it's completely his fault um the blizzard uh situation continues uh spinning like we promised you there'd be more news 
and and there was more news. Uh, there's been three notable departures uh, from Blizzard last week. Uh, Luis Barriga, who is the game director for Diablo 4. Wow. Uh, Jesse McCree, who is the lead level designer. And, and you say, wow, McCree, that's that familiar. Yes. Like this, like the guy that was the inspiration from the McCree character in Overwatch. And he was working <laughs> on Diablo 4. And Jonathan LeCraft, uh, who is a level, who's a level designer in World of Warcraft. And, Apparently, like this is continuing to be more uh, from from this you know constant situation that we've that we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks. Um, Bariga in in particular is is incredibly notable because he's kind of been the public face for Diablo Four uh, in all the coverage that they've been putting out. That's that's led up to it. He's been at Blizzard for fifteen years. Um, McCree and LaCraft were two of the dudes that were in that Cosby suite photo. So like 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 we said last week, like if you were in that photo, just start start Xing out people, man. Like that's just it's that's gonna fucking happen. Um and then from reports that sources delivered to uh in, in this case Paul Tassi at Forbes or um yeah, Paul Tassi at Forbes, um people said that Bariga and McCree could be described as quote super toxic individuals. So yeah, um, look, we uh, we've been saying from the get go that this felt different um, than any of the previous situations that we had seen, and but mostly because we've seen pressure coming from multiple different fronts on Activision, from their staff, from fans, from the media from shareholders, you know, you know <laughs> like, like from sponsors, like, like it's, it's been a multi-pronged, you know, pressure campaign being put on by people in, in the wake of these allegations and this reporting. Um, and look, man, Bobby Kotick's not trying to lose a job that he makes like $30 million a year from. Yeah, man. <laughs> Just like do essentially doing nothing, right? Like right. I'm sure that guy works or whatever, right? But like, no, like doing nothing. Like this is just money pouring in. Right. And uh yeah, man, no, no. When you it, it's funny, it's funny seeing you know, these people who are effectively like middle managers in the grand scheme of this giant company. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's funny seeing life come at them fast. Yeah. And, uh, so that guy's name, it, it, like he's, he's named after the, well, the Overwatch character is named after him. And like his, they got to change his, that. And right? his like, I think his likeness apparently too, to some extent, <laughs> like, like, like I, th- I think, I think they also fashioned his appearance after what this dude looks like. Oh, well, you got to change that now. Right. Like, I mean, uh, I guess. <laughs> No, no to game designers out there. Uh, don't make <laughs> characters in your likeness, perhaps. Just in case. <laughs> Just in case. If you do, if you do, you got to do it like the folks at at, at then Midway, mm-hmm. right? Like in Mortal Kombat Two, when you when you when you uh, kill somebody by throwing them in the pit, all the severed heads were developers. Yeah, that's what you got to do. 
No, you can't you can't make yourself a, a a main character in a game. Right. If, and you, then, if you're gonna do it, you gotta be able to easily edit yourself out of the game. Yeah, if, man. If need be. Or, or at least, you know, not be a dick. That too. Well, I mean, ideally, <laughs> honestly, that would probably be the, the preferred solution to the whole problem. Um like I said, the Bariga news is somewhat surprising because again, he wasn't named in any of these original like investigations that had been done. Um but Diablo 4 needs to be a massive success for Blizzard. Like, they're going to be putting a shit... They've already dumped a shitload of money into the game. I'm sure they're going to be putting hundreds of millions of dollars of advertising behind it when the game comes out. And it needs to be hugely successful. Because, you know, they stumbled big time with Warcraft 3 reforged. They are sort of stumbling with Overwatch 2 because, like, there's a lot of people who, when the preview happened a few weeks ago, were just like, I don't really know what they're thinking about because, like, if they're going to make Overwatch 2 part of Overwatch 1 anyway, like, like the, they're changing the multiplayer to match Overwatch 2, so you, they're going to expect people to pay $50 for campaign? Yeah, like that, why am I, yeah. Yeah, why, why am I? why am I paying all this extra money? Right, that doesn't right? make a lot of sense, so people are a little are scratching their heads about that right now. Um, World of Warcraft is in whatever place World of Warcraft is in, and like they're kind of splitting their fan base a little bit with that too, with the Warcraft, Warcraft, um, or the WoW, you know, classic that they have going on right now that they're continuing to expand, and also Final Fantasy fourteen rising up. I'm sure is not doing them any favors. Not that it's crippling World of Warcraft, because as we've talked about before, like that game, even when it's not doing well, is still doing better than like every other MMO that's out there combined. Um, But Diablo four needs to be a big, a big fucking deal. And we like, we've seen game directors leave companies before game, big games release, but usually when they're in the, like their last stages, like typically not through the, you know, where things are still being ironed out, which lets you know that what, whatever this guy was doing was probably pretty fucking serious in that case, if they were willing to cut bait with him Um, Mm. when you still need a, you know, a steady hand guiding the ship, essentially uh, either that or Rod Ferguson is going to be stepping up to take a bigger role in the project, which is also possible um, yeah. instead of or just maybe being, maybe Diablo is just not as far along as we that think. could that could be as well. Like that's the other thing <laughs> that people are saying is like a lot of people are speculating that the game will come out sometime next year. I don't I don't think that's a that's a slam dunk <laughs> prediction that you should be making. Mm-mm. Nope. Um I don't, I also don't think they're going to release it with a long lead. Like I think they'll announce a release date like a couple months before that date is going to yeah. is going to happen. Um, but it, it's it's really good to see the continued progress. Just in, in and I mean it's been less than a month since since the since that new that's that initial story first broke, and already so many notable figures from that company have basically been forced to leave. Like JL and Bracken say, step down all he wants, but we're not we're not idiots. Um, yeah, and it's like I said, I I feel I do starting to feel hopeful. It's weird. I, I I know that it's it's much more fun to be cynical and jaded, and we are and we should be because of lived experience. Um, but it does feel like that we've turned a corner to some extent. Um, the other way I know that we might have turned a corner. I was wondering if we were going to see any more from the Riot Games lawsuit since this flare-up has happened 
with with uh, Blizzard. Um, and apparently the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing, which is the same agency that is suing Activision Blizzard for all this stuff, is now claiming that that Riot Games didn't tell its staff of their right to speak to the government about ha- harassment and discrimination. <laughs> and so basically now Riot is in hot water uh, once again because of this. Jesus. Because they, they they basically like like this government organization has gotten a look at some of the settlements that they've made and we're just like this is this is repugnant. Like this is not good. <laughs> Jesus, man. So uh, Riot's disputing these claims. But again, like as we've seen many times before, like generally when there's smoke, there's fire in these situations. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Good. Keep keep uh, keep them coming. But uh, I want to see more heads on pikes. <laughs> yeah, man. Like you got to you got to make examples of people. You have to make examples of people or things aren't going to happen. And look, I, I know you just said. You know, it's good to not be cynical, but I, I can't help it. Um, I I think that I, I don't know if things will change. Um, things are well, I know things aren't going to do a 180, right? Mm-hmm. This is this is turning a ship. But um, but I really hope that these people being made examples of in a very public way. Mm-hmm. Um you know, puts people on notice, puts companies on notice. Like you can't go around fucking doing this shit to people. And I hope it, I hope it happens uh, in, in other countries also Ubisoft, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm, I'm hoping that it really does uh, affect some sort of change over there because like, like we said a couple of weeks ago, um, but you know, we ain't, we ain't playing that shit in in america like right. we're not <laughs> like it's, i don't it's, i don't think like i'm i would not be surprised for the canadian government to see what's going on down here with that and to kind of like ubisoft's a big deal in canada like it's it's a huge yeah. employer they've gotten a lot of government grant money over the years up there um i would not be at all surprised for them to be like take a look at how Ubisoft's handled their situations and be like, are you guys really doing enough? Like, let's, you know, show, show us what you got going on. I don't know how Canadian parliament works in terms of like, like I know in America, like I wouldn't shock me at all to see like an Ubisoft type of thing be hauled up in front of like, like, like a a body of Congress. I don't know if Canada does the same thing. Right. But given how, important Ubisoft is to that country uh, just in terms of how many jobs they provide and, and the fact that they're a notable like tech corporation in a country that doesn't have a ton of them. Um, it wouldn't be surprised me if there was inquiries made, especially in the wake of Ubisoft, apparently not doing as much as they alleged that they were going to do when, when they were in the spotlight for the wrong reasons. Yeah. So more to come. Like I said, I'm yep. expecting more Activision news next week. Honestly, like I don't, I don't think that I, I really don't think that this, uh, that this train is going to stop yet. Um, so I wouldn't, it would not at all surprise me uh, to see it keep on going. And and again, it's it's very, it says a lot that you had the you know the pre order beta for Diablo two re, uh, resurrected 
this weekend, and I haven't heard much about that, but I did hear a lot about this story. So, yeah, it's not a good sign for for Blizzard. Um, if if this is still getting a lot of oxygen, which I'm really, I'm sure they hope is not going to be the case long term, but we'll see. Um, two interesting stories uh, from Paul Tassi at Forbes that kind of ask interesting questions about Game Pass. We we've talked about how Game Pass is, um. A pretty cool thing. Like, it's been a very impactful part of this industry, something that I don't think we were fully expecting when they first talked about it. I think we were pretty skeptical about it. Um, And I think it's a net positive for gamers, for sure. But we might now be seeing where it can affect developers. So the first story here, so people can fly... Um, the developers of Outriders does not know how many copies of their game that they've sold <laughs> after four plus months. And the reason they know this, or the reason they don't know this is that all they know is that they have not gotten paid royalties yet from Square, the, the game's publisher, for copies of the game. And royalties don't get paid out in most cases, until the game has recouped its development cost in revenue, essentially. Now, this is a game that does not have microtransactions. It doesn't have, like, skins that you can buy. There's no DLC. Like, it's just the game that's released. But what's interesting is that since launch day, the game's been on Game Pass, on Xbox Game Pass for free. So if you own an Xbox and you had Game Pass... You haven't had to pay a cent to experience all that Outriders has been able to provide. Now, Microsoft does pay out based on how much people are playing Outriders. Apparently, if that if that amount is going towards development costs, which I would have to assume that it is, apparently it's not having the dovetail that they were kind of hoping it would have, and Square has not shared with them how many copies the game has sold on other platforms. Which seems weird to me. When Microsoft pays out, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm asking. I, I I don't know. I don't know if you know, but when Microsoft pays out, right, it goes to the publisher, right, and then the publisher has to, yes, and then the publisher has to pay the essentially the subcontractor, right? Correct. Yeah. So 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 the way, and and this is very very high level broad brushing kind of shit. The way that. Things generally work, especially when you're contracting a developer. In this case, People Can Fly is not owned by Square. They were, you know, Square is publishing a game they're developing. Is that Square says, all right, we're going to pay People Can Fly X amount of dollars to publish this game. And those are kind of the development costs. Like, they're basically paying to develop the game. Then People Can Fly pays their employees and and yada, 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 yada. And... Square is also paying to produce the game, like in terms of like the actual physical production of discs and things like that. And they're paying to market the game. Okay. So the game comes out and Square essentially gets all the money that comes in because they are paying the developer to make, to make a product for them. The developer makes the product and then Square collects money. The way most game companies work is that built into the contract. Once the game makes back its development costs, which is what Square paid out to produce the game, 
then the developers basically get like a bonus percentage of revenue. So like if the game, if the development cost was $5 million and the game had made $10 million, then the first $5 million would cover Square. And then the last, the next $5 million would be split in some percentage between Square and, and the developer. Mm-hmm. And it would and it would stay that way in perpetuity, as far as I understand. Um, so what this story is saying is that because people could fly have not been paid royalties yet, it still means that the game is technically underwater in terms of development costs. They they spent more to create the game than they have earned from the game so far. Hmm. And what's interesting wow. about that is that this is because of the three major platforms that the game released on. Revenue is only being generated really from two of those platforms. And really, you can consider one of them not count PC not counting either. Because again, if you had a if Xbox, you got if you got a Windows PC, then you could have played that shit for free if you had Game Pass anyway. Right. Right. Like it makes no sense to not have Game Pass Ultimate right. if you play games on PC. And then the way that Microsoft works in terms of how they pay out people for Game Pass. Is you and again, we don't have concrete data to go by this, but this is generally how it's understood to work. Is that essentially so? Like you're paying Microsoft the, your Game Pass subscription, Microsoft keeps 30% of that money, and then the other 70% they basically look at okay, here's all the games that were played on Game Pass in like this time period, in a month's time period. And literally the percentage of playtime that you're that you the publisher's games made up of that playtime, that's the percentage of that 70% cut that goes to you because you're bringing people to the service. Or at least, again, that, that's how I understand it to work in mm-hmm. terms of, of, of this. Because it's not like a free game, like it's not like a games with gold where you're just paying the publisher a flat sum to give away free copies of the game. In this case, like you are saying, Hey, we are paying you based on your value to this service directly for how, how many people you, you are bringing on board. So square is getting paid for people that play outriders for people that play final fantasy 15 for, you know, for, for all the games they publish, they're getting money back from Xbox. Now, what I don't know is how that revenue translates onto the development costs towards Outriders. You know what I mean? That's, Square, a, that's a weird system, yeah. man. Like that's that's um, yeah. Because essentially, uh, you know, unless unless there's some sort of itemized, you know, right. thing when you get your payout, you don't know what's uh, what your what percentage of your payout right. goes specifically to Outriders. Like this is a weird. This is a very weird system, man. Yeah, this is a very weird like. Like it's not. I always thought it was a little more like in construction, right? Mm-hmm. Where you have a you have a manager who has a who hires subcontractors to perform work. Subcontractors require a certain amount uh, to get started, and then they get paid. You know, but but uh, but a fixed price is negotiated. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to make X amount of money. Once everything is completed, not this, like, you know, I get, okay, but if it does well enough, then you get royalties and, and this, this is a, this is a very odd system. Yeah. It's, it, so. well, it's, it's a brave new world, 
right? Like, like this is kind <laughs> of the first time that we've really come across something like this in this industry. So, and, and again, what I talked about is somewhat speculative. Um, we don't know for sure because Microsoft doesn't advertise their pay structure and develop and publishers are mum about it as well. Um, so we don't know for sure that that's how it works, but that's that's how I have understood it to work based on people that are in the know um, in the industry. So the other side of this equation is that Microsoft um, also has Hades on Game Pass as well. So if you have Game Pass, then you, you could have been playing Hades all weekend on your Xbox for no extra cost. Um and one of the things that Microsoft touts and one of the things that they advertise to publishers who put their games on Game Pass is they say, well, this will help sell more of your games to other people. Like, this will help actually boost sales of your games. And you might be saying, well, how does how does that work? Well, their philosophy is, is that if you put a game out that's on Game Pass – are people paying you to play it right now? No, they're not paying you to play this game. However, they're discovering it, it, it's discoverability, it's exposure. Yeah, it, it, it's yeah, it's yeah. the bullshit that the yeah. NFL does for the Super Bowl halftime show, right? right. Like they don't pay <laughs> the performers to perform at halftime. They say, "Oh well, you're the eyes of America are on you. This is we're giving you a free twenty minutes to to perform and to advertise and right. get yourself out there." And so, and so they're saying there are other games in the genre that people will discover that they might not have discovered before because they played this game or they might check out some of your other games that you have because they say, Oh, this developer seems legit. So like if you play Hades, maybe you'll go back and play transistor. Maybe you'll go back and play bastion. You know, if you, if you, if you miss those games, that kind of thing, which you do have to buy actually bastion, I think is also on game pass right now. So that's, that's <laughs> a good point. Um, so they, they advertise that actually being on game pass will help your sales overall. And, and some people, too, they're like, you know, they might get the game and be like, oh, this game's fucking legit. I know it's not going to be on Game Pass forever, so let me just buy it now because I think it's awesome. Like, or, you know, whatever. So in the UK, uh, they have they basically released their weekend sales data for Hades because Hades just came back out, you know, on, on, these, on these platforms last week. So 70% of the boxed sale copies in the UK for Hades were on PlayStation 5. And then a further 23% were on PlayStation 4. So if you're quick to do math, that's a combined total of 93% of all physical copies of Hades were sold for PlayStation, leaving just 7% sold for Xbox. Hmm. And obviously, that's not that shouldn't surprise anybody because everyone that has an Xbox can play Hades for free. Right. Now, the point is made in this article, and it's true, that if the revenue that Supergiant is getting from Microsoft is equivalent to the 93% that, you know, the, from the revenue that Sony's getting from 93% of box copy sales and also copies purchased through the PlayStation Store, um, then they really don't fucking care, right? Because, like, money's money. It doesn't really matter where it's coming from. But as we just talked about, because of how the pay structure works for Game Pass, who the fuck knows how much money they're actually, how much revenue they're actually going to get from it. Plus, it's also something that's going to 
diminish over time because are they are they getting a shitload of hours played on Game Pass like this weekend and probably next? Absolutely. Like they have the zeitgeist of of the release behind them and 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 they're popular and people know about it. But there is there is, you know, depreciating returns on that. I feel I feel like it's going to it's it's always going to be like a high spike and then it'll tail off and and level out. Unless Hades is just like People, you know, so many people are discovering the game for the first time, which is very possible mm-hmm. because the game's only been out on PC and Switch to this point, um, that it stays so high. But I have a feeling that Outriders had a huge spike and then a and then a huge fucking yeah, and then it valley, plummeted right shortly thereafter. Um, and so long term, I don't know how sustainable that is. Now, again, I don't think Hades is going to be on Game Pass forever. But how long is it going to be on Game Pass and how many potential sales will they have cost themselves at the end of the day when it does leave Game Pass? Like how many of those players that played it on Game Pass are then going to give Supergiant $25 to continue playing the game? So here's the thing, right? Like this is not what I'm about to suggest is not consumer friendly, Mm -hmm. but I think Game Pass games are on there for like three or four months. Right. I mean, you can get through a game in a few months and not have to pay for it, right? right. Is the solution to shorten that window, mm-hmm. right? Like, do you do you keep a game on there for a month? And and hey, I I'm glad you really liked it. Now it's time to like support this developer or like, like, do you make it like an extended demo basically? Right. Like, I I don't, I don't, don't that's the only solution I can. I feel so. So I, I have a, but I, what might be a win-win solution. So I, I like your idea. So like, like, let's just run with Hades because Hades is, is the game. What if Microsoft did a deal where it's like, okay, Hades will be on game pass for the first month that it's out and i even think a month might be too long i say maybe two weeks you do mm-hmm. like like two week launch got game pass um actually it's got to be a month because otherwise game pass is now losing its value yeah if, if it's yeah. not if it's not at least a decent amount of time even even with the microsoft stuff being on there in perpetuity so let's just say a month and then it it you know it leaves game pass you have to buy the game but what if they did like a game pass discount like if you're a game pass member you get 25% off of yep. this game that used to be on Game Pass. So then now yeah. instead of, you know, instead of and, and Microsoft eats that. Like Supergiant's not responsible for taking that lost revenue. Like Microsoft just eats that 25%. Cause that way Microsoft's still making five because there's a 70-30 split in in the marketplace. But they've gotten the Game Pass money up front. And now they're still getting five percent off of this game that much more people are going to buy. Because, like, they're they're not ready to leave the game behind yet, especially a game like Hades that has a very long end game to it, and you know is fun to play in perpetuity. I don't know if that works for every game, um, but I feel like that there's a lot of games that that would work really well with, and I feel like that kind of adopting somewhat of a hybrid solution works because that way, like, if you're curious about a game, you can legitimately try it before you buy it, and play a good chunk of it and you'll know whether or not it's something you want to put money down towards. Yeah. At that point, I don't know. Like I said, I, I, I don't know what the solution is, 
Um, I would be curious to just know more. You know what I mean? Like, like I wish there would there could be a developer out there that could speak kind of candidly about their experiences so far, especially a game that started on Game Pass on release that is not there anymore. I'd I'd be really curious to know kind of their thoughts on that whole process. Yeah, because it's 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 like the Netflix thing, right? Like, how do you make money? Like, how I want to know how people make money on doing this stuff, because. Like you said, when when this stuff first uh, came out, we were like, oh, this ain't going to last. It's too good to be true. Mm-hmm. You let somebody play games for a flat fee, and, and but it's still here, and it's still a tremendous value. So I just need to, I need to know how this company is able to sustain itself or, or how, like, what is the incentive for the developer to put their games on here unless you're like some super indie developer? Well, and that's the like, thing too. Like Hades might not care about this because like you said, they are a small company. They only employ like 20 people or however big Supergiant is. Um, yeah. Whereas Outriders, it's a much bigger deal because they're dealing through a major publisher. So like yeah, it's, not, it's not apples and oranges necessarily <laughs> right. in terms of the, in terms of what the money means uh to those two studios. Yeah man like if you're going through a publisher I I I don't know I feel like I would be a bit upset with that publisher. Right? Like like uh, like do it with like books. Mm-hmm. Like they they don't like penguin publishing doesn't have a, a, a wouldn't wouldn't strike a deal with barnes and noble to give away a book or like, like i don't know it just doesn't it just doesn't uh well then you'd have to take the book away all right that's a bad analogy but yeah. <laughs> I, I just don't i just don't understand how it works um you know what else i don't understand how uh amazon makes money um, they they don't. That's the that's the big secret is that they oh, is, that, is, that, is that they lose money, and then they don't pay taxes, and then they they make money because they don't pay taxes, so they generate like a shitload of revenue. God damn it! Yeah. Uh, look, I'm not one of those eat the rich people, right? But like, I I'm one of those pay your taxes rich people type of type of person, right? Like, I don't think like anyway. Go to densepixels.com slash Amazon. Um, before you eat the rich, you can go to deskpixels.com slash Amazon and fatten up the rich by buying a bunch of their stuff through densepixels.com slash Amazon so that when you go to eat them, they'll be nice and big and fat and then you can sustain yourself off of their entrails. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly clearly the most morbid Amazon reason in our entire life. Um, Cam asks a host of wrestling questions in the post office. He says, SummerSlam slash takeover is this weekend. Uh, do we think Cena gets number 17 now that Flair is AEW bound? Uh, still no. I still think they're no. going to keep that on mm-hmm. Roman Reigns. Um, is this Adam Cole's last match before crossing into the Forbidden Door? I really hope not. I heard they offered him a million dollars. Who, WWE did? Yeah. They offered them a million dollars. I mean, uh, I feel like AEW could offer him a million dollars. <laughs> and I don't know if it's a million dollars, you know, throughout the contract or a million dollars per year through a contract, but they, they, I think they realize his value. Like they were talent hoarding, and that's why you see all these like cuts. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, all this stuff was inevitable. 
Um, but but he is one that that they recognize as like, you know, we really can't let this guy go. Yeah. So I think they're going to do whatever they need to do, and I don't think that uh, I don't think that uh, uh, his girlfriend being over in in AEW is going to be un- is going to want to make him go over there, right? No, like, I don't. I, I don't think so either. Um, here's the thing with Adam Cole, man. Like that dude has the potential to be Seth Rollins. Like he has potential for the Seth Rollins career, but better. Like, like, yeah. like he has a higher ceiling than Seth Rollins, which is saying something because Seth Rollins ceiling and what he's achieved already is pretty fucking high. Yeah, man. Like I see him having the Shawn Michaels level of a Seth Rollins career. You know what I mean? Like he's, uh, he's, he's, he's fucking good, man. Yeah. Like he really is. So no, I think WWE is going to do everything they need to do to keep him. Yeah. Uh, in that company, which is a win-win for him and his girlfriend. That's true too. Um yeah, I really hope they just don't they don't fuck that up. I I, I <sighs> I'm gonna be I'm I'm a dick for saying this. AEW still feels small time to me. It does. I'm sorry, but it does. <laughs> it does. I'm sorry. Like like I get the fact that they're a that they are a legitimate professional wrestling organization. They are the closest thing we've had to WCW since WCW folded, but they still feel really small to me. Yes, they do. They, it, they still it, feel small to me because they do things that small companies do. Is it the gimmicks, right? Like, is it like, no, because like, like I, I find that actually a little endearing to someone. When like I say a bit of a throwback, when I say, no, when I say gimmicks, I'm, mm. I'm not talking about like individual wrestler gimmicks. I'm talking about things like, working with other companies like like emulating the yes. territory days yes, because that, the territories like, were yes you know. that, that's that's part of it um the fact that they are doing like so like you remember when impact did like the six-sided ring or tna did like the six-sided ring yeah and yeah, they're like, like oh like this is what's differentiates us like i feel like that AEW's version of that is like wins and losses matter and we have rankings and so like i'm just like <laughs> it's professional wrestling though like if i want rankings like i'll go watch ufc like like i'm not i don't just tell me good stories like i like like i don't need i don't need a fucking like the top five to show you know to, to let me know I mean, who the next guy I getting mean, a title match. It's just it's just a it's just a storytelling device, right? Like it's sure. a storytelling device that makes a little more sense than just I'm gonna challenge you now, right? Like like uh, uh, hey Randy, we're RK bro, and now we're a, we're a new tag team again, and we're gonna just go for the gold. Right? But I, like, but I also feel like that that you're creating a higher degree of of difficulty for yourself when you do that mm-hmm. you know what i mean and it's not even consistent christian is not the fucking like has not wrestled yeah, enough <laughs> matches in aew to be the number one contender if, if, <laughs> like, like if you're gonna have this be consistent and then like i said last week like they do the shit where you know they fucking talk you know slyly talk shit on their competition all the time which and wwe doesn't even have to acknowledge their fucking presence like 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 on TV, at least like they, they do in like media calls. So they listen, they still feel small. I know that I'm the dick for saying that I acknowledge that. But because they feel small, I feel like Adam Cole deserves a bigger stage than AEW. That, 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 that's the roundabout point that I was that I was getting to with that uh, 
with that uh with that uh that take um and then he, cam also mentions omega lost the impact title to christian is this a sign of things to come at all out or simply to pop a rating on rampage debut absolutely rating pop and in, in, in fact solidifies christian not winning the aw title you're not going to have christian beat you're not gonna have fucking christian cage beat kenny omega two times in a row in championship no. matches that's insane like that no. that's an insane thing to think if you're if you're impact by the way I was thinking about this the other day. Your impact right now. Don't you like don't you kind of look like shit? Like like you're like you're like your main championship has now been won by two consecutive guys that technically don't even work for your company. It's, and, ha- and has been held for months. It's the it's the NFL game pass exposure thing man is it because i don't th- i don't <laughs> has has being linked to AEW had an appreciable impact Im- on their ratings <laughs> i can't imagine it has but the fact that we are here talking about anything involving impact wrestling uh-huh b- proves that point right like I don't watch Impact. I don't even know where to find Impact. <laughs> I could not tell you which channels are. <laughs> like, I like, I like wrestling, was, but I'm not like. On, wasn't those... on like Destination America once upon a time, and then something like, like that. I guess I, yeah, I have no, I have idea, no idea what it's on right now. Like, like, like but, you, like you could tell me that, like, oh, it's on YouTube, and I'd believe you. Like, if they just stream <laughs> shit on YouTube for free, I'd be like, but, yeah, sure. Absolutely. But I, I feel like I feel like that's why they did it. Right. right. I feel like that, you know, one for you, for the hardcore, hard, hardcore wrestling fans who just get off on like all this crossover stuff. I think they're doing it for them. Mm-hmm. I think uh, AEW is, you know, getting some they, they struck some sort of deal where they get paid to to brandish this title on on a real television station and not public <laughs> access or whatever the fuck impact comes on. And, um, and you know, if you end up being a hardcore wrestling fan, maybe you'll do the, you know, maybe you will try to seek it out. I, I don't know. Yeah. But, um, but so far, like you're like what your this exposure has been, your guys getting dimed out by, <laughs> by the competition. And your titles being defended on their TV show against two of their wrestlers. What they need to do is right. They need to introduce more. If they're going to do all this crossover stuff, you gotta you gotta cross over your guys. You gotta get your guys onto their stage. Right. the the only The only guys who haven't looked like dog shit, from my understanding, is the Good Brothers, and that's because right. they already have they have the history. Right, Kenny they are. <laughs> they literally are what your analogy for Adam Cole was. They are too big for Impact. Yes, like I don't know why they're even <laughs> like they're too big for Impact. Yeah. So, uh, look, I'm I am I am excited for uh, I, I watch AEW. Mm-hmm. Um, I I am excited just because it's different. Uh, I'm excited for uh, All Out. Um, I'm excited to see what Daniel Bryan will do, how like how it will look mm-hmm. in a in a in a new in in a new environment because it has a different look. It's not as produced. It's not as well produced as as W uh, W E. So uh, I'm I, and 
I'm looking forward to seeing how his style may or may not change. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really care about CM Punk. Like, it'll be nice to see him, but like, I don't really, I don't really give a shit. Like, CM Punk being there feels like, you know, where the where the big boys play with themselves, right? Like, they're there. It seems like the old guard is yeah. coming to. You know, it feels like that Goldberg shit, and I, I'm not into. I'm not into that. So, I don't know. We'll see. We will see. Please don't leave WWE, Adam Cole. Um, uh, Casa asks, a weird question in light of a weird indie game coming out. Uh, Describe your type in an ideal video game romantic partner. If they transformed into a specific weapon some of the time. And alternatively, if your life had to follow that rule into what sort of weapon do you think you or your partner or your pet would transform. Mike, do you know what game Casa's referring to? Because I do. Um Bionic Commando? No. Because um, that was his that was his wife inside his bionic arm. Yes. Um no, there's a game that came out on Switch last week uh that came out during their Nintendo like indie direct, which we did not talk about, uh called Boyfriend Simulator, which is like a dating sim combined with a third person action game where like your boyfriend literally transforms into like a weapon essentially. And, hmm. and, and, but you still do like the dating sim part with like the human analog version of the weapon. Apparently the game's actually pretty good, but there's some like problematic things with it as well. Is it called boyfriend simulator? Yeah. I think okay. it's called boyfriend. Or maybe it's not boyfriend similar. What the fuck's it called? Boyfriend dun- boyfriend dungeon. Hang on a second. Boyfriend. Yeah, boyfriend dungeon. I'm sorry. I, 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 I'm so I'm so I'm so inundated with these fucking simulator games that uh, <laughs> I just assumed that it was. Um, but yeah. So this is a game that came out. Apparently, uh, a lot of folks really like it a lot. And so yeah. All right. Um, so what would uh, what would my wife turn into? Um, or what type of what type of uh, partner do you gravitate towards in a video game and what weapon would they be? Oh, OK. What type of partner do I gravitate toward in a video game? Uh, honestly, it, it really depends on the game. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the last game that I played that had a slew of romantic partners for me to choose from because I was the boy in a Japanese uh, RPG. And therefore I get my choice of all of the women Um, was the, was the kind of smart uh, kind of uptight prissy character on the outside who had like an inner badass in her. Mm. That's actually, that's kind of the, that's kind of my wife. So uh, I would think that that would be it. Um, in Mass Effect, it was like, it was, well, it was everybody in Mass Effect. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, so in that case, um, if they had to transform into a specific type of weapon, um. I, I don't know, like a blade of some sort. <laughs> this, is, this is very. This is a very odd question. I need yeah. to see video of, of boyfriend dungeon. 
I I almost feel like if I played Boyfriend Dungeon, I would actually choose my boyfriend more based on the weapon that yeah, they would the dude. be instead of instead of the the, per, the like the personality behind the character. Um, I so like I don't know like I've I still got Hades on the brain right now, so like I can't not think of Hades weapons. And my favorite weapon in Hades is the bow. So like something that's like an like a crossbow of some kind with some sort of power shot ability. I don't know what necessarily boyfriend personality that would translate to. Wow, this is this is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking at just like images of like um of 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 these swords turning into beautiful men. <laughs> uh yeah i would probably i would probably do that right like i would i would in in like a in like a in like an mmo i, I or an rpg i generally gravitate toward uh monk characters because they fight with their fists uh so it would be um so the the weapon equivalent would be uh like knuckles Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like knuckles people who would turn into, uh, a, you know, some knuckles are like very aggressive and in your face, right? They're, they're very like no nonsense, like blunt, right? Cause they mm-hmm. do blunt damage. So yeah, yeah. I think my romantic partner would turn into, and that's what, and that's what the fuck Makoto trend, uh, uses. She uses knuckles. So there you go. <laughs> there, there you go. Knuckles. Uh, Johnny asks, simple question. Nintendo Online will drop the Game Boy slash GBA library next month for its anniversary, yes or no? When, when have we ever known Nintendo to do the sensible thing that everybody would want them to do? <laughs> yeah, Nintendo is very aloof when it comes to like their their anniversaries and stuff. Yeah. They they would be very bad boyfriend dungeons. I mean, they, again, they this, this is the company that did, that's had a, note, a, a, a notable recent number of, of anniversaries. Uh, they did jack shit for Luigi. They released a Mario game for a limited time for the Mario 35th anniversary. And they released, they re-released an HD version of like the least beloved mainline Zelda game for everybody. Instead of the wind waker sweat, you know, Wii U port, which everyone actually wants. <laughs> so no, they, they're not going to do what you want because it's Nintendo. And then uh, Mark asks, since Terrence is not here to stab a disc, uh, what game are you most disgusted with yourself for paying actual cash money? Now, it, it bears reminding that Terrence didn't stab Ninja Gaiden two because he was disgusted for paying with for, by paying for Ninja Gaiden two. He did it because the game ta- br- took him to his breaking point to beat it on Master Ninja Mode. So that when he def- when he did beat the game, he had to literally destroy it to to prove his supremacy over the game as a as a sim, symbol of his mastery of the game his domination oh, of the game yeah that, it yeah. was it was it was more of a, a, a was, cathartic release essentially yeah it was the equivalent of like having a bear head on your wall right <laughs> like, you, like you, you had to you, you went toe to toe you took out this fucking bear and then and then that was a trophy uh, and that was his uh, profile image on my phone for a very, very long time. <laughs> um, 
What am I? Di- but in terms of games that I'm disgusted with, I mean, off the top of my head, right? Like Superman 64. <laughs> like I was so like that was the first game that I ever returned. And the people at uh, EB Games and Owings Mills Mall were like, wow, it was that bad. You were just here 20 minutes. Oh, ago. I did one of those, too. Actually, I remember the first year that uh so so MVP came out reinvigorated you know EA's baseball franchise and mm-hmm. then ML, and then Major League Baseball did a deal with 2K Sports to do exclusivity so there was no MVP baseball in 2006 so I was like all right well guess I'm going to have to buy 2K6 um to play a baseball game this year and I bought it and I literally got home and I started playing it and it was so bad that I literally went back to the GameStop an hour later and was like <laughs> I, I need to get rid of this game. Can I return it? And they're like, no, you can trade it in. I'm like, how much do I get? And they're like, 20 bucks, you paid 40. And I'm like, that's fine. This game sucks. <laughs> this game is terrible. So I, I've, I've done that once. Um, like I said, I, I still feel somewhat shamed that me, a real gamer man, has put in the amount of time that I put into in all these fucking Picross games. I, I they're, they're like there's some there's some <laughs> like I just bought the Sega one and I've I've already cleared all the basic P cross puzzles like it's already happened. <laughs> um, so I'm I'm a little I I always feel a little disgusted with myself, but then again I'm only paying ten dollars for those games and I'm getting hours of enjoyment out of them, so I can't feel yeah. too upset about it. Like I'm getting good yeah. value for money. I mean that's you know a guilty pleasure is one thing, yeah. right? Like like something that you're just like. What the what the hell was I thinking? Oh, I've got one of the I got another one of those. When I bought Skyrim digitally on the PlayStation 4, like the Skyrim HD <laughs> remaster, like I was like, you know what? I'm ready to play this again. Maybe I'll beat it this time. And I and I bought it and I paid $60 and I downloaded it and I played through like five hours. I killed the first dragon. I made it to fucking Whitehall and I was just like, you know, I really don't want to play this. <laughs> why did i uh, i can't believe i spent 60 dollars on this game that i can't get rid of now it's now it's now in my library forever and <laughs> occasionally funny. like as i'm scrolling through if i need something new to play i'll be like skyrim I'm like no no we're not we're not, we're not, we're not doing we're not doing that again she's like i can't possibly <laughs> want to i can't pop right because you'll download it and then you'll play I'm like god damn this was a real fucking waste <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so that that's that's another one that I can't believe I bought Skyrim again, and then, <laughs> and then basically didn't play it. So there you go. So cool. Well, that is. Uh, thank you guys for the uh, last minute post office questions. We we put the call out while we were recording the show, actually. Um, so appreciate uh, getting those couple in. Uh, don't forget to join the Discord. You can do that at densepixels.com slash fans. Again, if you want me to do an F one channel, let me know. Uh, and we will definitely talk some F1 in the Discord. Um, if you want, like, other channels about other stuff that we also talk about often on the show, like soccer, like, I'm totally down for that as well. Uh, Tottenham Hotspur knocking off the defending champs this weekend. 1-0. Fucking great match. Who are the defending champs again? Manchester I, City. I, I, I. Ah, Manchester City. Manchester City. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to open my ESPN app, and I'm going to follow Chelsea since that is my... <laughs> That is my team now. They have uh just so you know, they have they have like butt ass ugly kits this year. Chelsea does. 
Oh God! All just, right, just, gonna, just an FYI, gonna, they they went they went with a really bizarre pattern on their kits this year. I so. I see that uh, that your team and my team played earlier this month to a two two tie. Yeah, but it was, it was a friendly though, so that doesn't really that that's like an exhibition game, a preseason game. Ah, uh, when does the season start? Oh, the, se- I'm the, really- se- the season started this past weekend. Like, like this past weekend was the first round of of matches. Okay, and what le- is this in some sort of league or because I need something? I need something to watch, and I'm 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 not gonna do football this year. Ooh, um, coming coming around so, coming around to Brad's side of the uh, of yeah. The so so, I'm, so I'm gonna do I'm gonna do real football. I think, and you can you can blame you and Ted Lasso are the reason yes. why. I'm trying oh my to god, I'm so excited. Okay, so Micah, let me though you've already made the decision. I'm gonna do what a great salesman does. And close the sale, even though you've already made the decision to buy. <laughs> so the thing that's amazing about watching, especially the Premier League specifically, is that it comes on the weekends. Like most of the game, most of the matches that Chelsea play in the Premier League are on Friday, or on Saturday or Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Chelsea is one of the most popular teams, they're on TV all the time. Like you don't have to like scour yeah. for their games, which is all, also always great. Plus, you're not you're not in danger of seeing them get relegated because they're never going to be like that bad. Um, right. And what's great about soccer is that you book two hours of your weekend morning. Usually, by the way, uh, two hours of your weekend morning. You're watching football the whole time. The only break in between is the 15-minute halftime where they cut it to the studio to talk about what you just saw, that kind of thing. But the mm-hmm. but the action is continuous. There's no commercials. Like, like it's not like, oh, we kicked off, and now we're going to go to commercial, and then we're back for five minutes, then we go to commercial. Like, it, you don't see that. Um, it's fucking great. The only downside is that sometimes you got to get up at, like, 7 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. Like, that's no fun. But when you got yeah. kids, it's it's less less irritating because they're up anyway. Um, so it's fine. So, so again, great choice. I'm very excited about this. Uh, the season just started. Um, Chelsea won their first match. Uh, yeah, they beat sea palace. I don't know. Crystal palace. Crystal. Okay. And I see they play Arsenal next on Sunday. They do. And and that'll be a game that I'll be incredibly excited, uh, to watch Chelsea do well in because Arsenal is my blood rival. Um, okay. <laughs> who I, who, I, whose, whose success I, I never want to see. Um, and the other thing that's cool for you, Micah, as a new Chelsea football supporter is that they are expected to contend, uh, for the top title for, or for the championship in the premier league this year. They also won the European champions league last season as well. And because you work at a job that doesn't require you to actually do actual work. You can watch Champions League matches because they come on like Wednesday afternoon. Okay. Uh, ooh, I don't like. Yeah, I don't like their uh, their uniforms. Yeah, their 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 home is, kit this year is kind of balls. Um, they always have a blue home shirt, but the pattern that they used this year was just garbage. Like it, it kind of sucks. Um, plus their sponsor, like their their sponsor that they have is has a weird logo. Like it just looks odd on a soccer jersey. Um, but like I said, I, I'm, I'm not even mad that you're picking a team that Tottenham is antagonistic with. Like it's, I'm just happy that you're here. Um, so yeah. So like you said, you could totally get into this and yeah, just, just look out for Chelsea. Uh, watch them kick the shit out of Arsenal next week because they will. Uh, Chelsea also just, uh, signed, uh, Romelu Lukaku from Inter. Uh, himself a former Chelsea man 
that they let get away. Uh, but he's one of the best strikers in the world right now, so they should have a pretty strong uh, attacking line. And they have American uh, Christian Pulisic that plays for them as well. All right. Well, I am I am legit gonna give this a go. Um, uh, now, I, I mean, I don't I don't want to I don't want to keep you too long, but like, there's the Premier League, there's the UEFA. Like, like I, which one do I need to pay attention? The, the the Premier League is the most important thing to pay attention to. That that's that's the that's Chelsea's main league that they play in. It's the one that plays on the weekend, pretty much every weekend. Um, and they're there. That's the one that you're going to care the most about in general. All right. Everything else is kind of like a bonus on top of that. But the Premier League is like the main fucking deal. The Champions right. League is also a pretty big deal, um, but it doesn't become as big of a deal until you get into the knockout round, which doesn't happen until like February. So you ha- so you have a lot of time to to care about that. Now, I thought the Champions League was where you go when you get relegated. Out of the Premier League. Ah, a fair fair bit of confusion. So England names their leagues very stupidly. So before, it used to be like, you know, know, League 1, League 2, League 3, League 4. Like, it was easy to keep track of. Mm -hmm. When the Premier League came into existence, they had to revamp like what those things were called. So the second tier of English football is actually called the football championship, which is very confusing because that makes it sound more important than the other league. Yeah, (laughs) but it's actually less important. And Chelsea does not, is not in the football championship because they're better than that league is the UEFA champions league is a tournament that collects the best teams from all of Europe. And puts okay. them into a midweek uh, competition that's quite similar to the World Cup. Just imagine if the World Cup took place over six months and only okay. during the middle of the week. That's what the UEFA Champions League is. Chelsea okay. won that tournament last year. They were the champions of Europe, which is a very big fucking deal as well. Um, and so they will be playing in that competition. That that gets started in October. Um, so, you, again, a lot of time before you have to worry about that. Well, okay. later on, we'll talk about the domestic cups and stuff like that, which, again, don't worry yourself with yet because Chelsea is not going to be a factor in those until much later on. So for right, right now, Premier League, and you're coming in also at the end of the transfer window. The transfer window is like the trade deadline in soccer. Mm-hmm. All the moves have to be done by a certain by the end of August, essentially. Um, so you can be excited to see if Chelsea gets any new, any new players coming into the squad and that kind of stuff. So All great, right. great time to join up. It's a fantastic time to join up. And then we right. can have the uh, so so like men and blazers like with the two hosts of that show when their teams play each other, um, they nickname the match El Blazerico because all the great soccer rivalry matches have fun nicknames. Yeah. Um. So we'll need to figure out what the nickname for Chelsea Tottenham is going to be now that you're going to be a Chelsea supporter. All right. Like like all like, right. like 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 the El Dense, Dense Pixel Co is probably like, like <laughs> where, where we're going to be where we're going to be leaning. Um. To, to kind of talk about that or, 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 or like the dense pixels Derby or something, something of something of that nature. <laughs> so I'm, I'm very excited. As you can tell, I cannot wait to talk with you more about this. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give it a go because, <laughs> uh, cause I, I, you know, I hear you talk about it. 
This Ted Lasso show is really good. My wife is trying to get my son into soccer. God bless Ted so. Lasso for, 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 showing, for showing the light. And you know, what's, you know what's so funny? The Ted Lasso character started as just a way to advertise yeah. like the it Premier was just, League. Yeah, it, was a, it, was, it was an ad campaign yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to, to get dumb Americans to watch it. <laughs> that, that's so funny to me. So uh, make sure you subscribe to the show. Uh, wherever you get your podcast, make sure you go to youtube.com slash dense pixels and subscribe there as well. And then follow us on Twitch. I am dense pixels, Brad, Terrence Zapparishi 410 and Carrie is up. It's Carrie. Uh, that's it for us this week. Thank you guys very much for watching and listening and we will see you all the next time. See ya. <laughs>